I'm Alan Hall, president of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, and I'm here with the founder and CEO of Intelstore, Bill Totaro, and the chief commercial officer of WeatherGuard Lightning Tech, Joel Saxon. And this is your Newsflash. Newsflash is brought to you by our friends at Intelstore. If you need actionable information about renewable projects or technologies, check out Intelstore at intelstore.com. Japan's Mirabini Corp and its partners have pledged to invest 10 billion pounds, about 12 billion U.S. dollars, over the next decade in clean energy in the United Kingdom. Among the planned investments, the 3.6 gigawatt Ossian floating offshore wind farm in Scotland will be the largest project. Mirabini, uh, which plans to invest around 1 billion pounds of its own, expects very support from the U.K. government, including helping with the Ossian offshore wind project. Uh, Japan and the UK are really aggressively seeking renewable energy, particularly offshore wind at the moment, Bill. This seems like a good combination between the two, and 10 billion pounds is a lot of money. It is, Alan, and it's it's great to see, um, but what's interesting about it is a couple of things. First is most of this money is earmarked for um, project development, um, and most of it for offshore and floating offshore in particular. And I think one of the reasons why they want to do this, Marabeni wants to be able to uh, get a lot of lessons learned on offshore, floating offshore investments in the UK, where they're obviously ramping up and, and um, you know, rolling these projects out. Uh, they want that knowledge base and that experience when they start doing some more of these deep water projects in Japan. Uh, which they're still kind of getting their, well, pardon the pun, but they're still getting their feet wet with. Um, so they're, uh, you know, they're they're uh, leveraging this investment as something that will also benefit not only the UK with the cash, but Japan from the experience. Brazil's energy minister announced last week that Francis Total Energies is investing almost $100 billion dollars in boosting its presence in Brazil, including offshore wind projects. According to the announcement, the money will be used in the areas of oil and gas research and exploration, as well as offshore and onshore wind, plus some solar projects. Again, $100 billion is a lot of money to be pumping into Brazil. I guess Total Energy sees a really bright future uh, below the equator. Smart money spent, because if you've got someone that's coming in that's willing to, they're, they're looking at offshore oil and gas research and exploration, as well as offshore and onshore wind. If they're smart, offshore wind and oil and gas research and exploration can be co-located and co-spent, right? Because every one of those needs site characterization. They need seismic studies. They need near-surface studies. They need all kinds of stuff that has a vessel in country doing a lot of work or multiple vessels in country doing a lot of work. And if you can mobilize them once and you can use them for the same kind of services, it's all value add, right? It's uh, time spent on the water can be used for a lot of different things. So it's a good way to spend a large block of money if you're going to spend it. They announced a few weeks ago that they were going to have a partnership with Petrobras, the, the national oil company in Brazil, uh, including specifically for collaboration on offshore oil and gas and offshore wind. So while it might seem like this is a lot of money and, and you might think, oh, well, most of it's going to go to to oil and gas. This could actually unlock quite a bit in in offshore wind uh, and and onshore wind as well, because if they're if they're serious about that, there are definitely projects in Brazil where a cash infusion would be more than welcomed. Does this shift the balance of power below the equator on development 
Good question. Potentially, it it does. Uh, again, it depends on specifically where and how they spend their money. But keep in mind, you've got a number of major um, European utilities or companies like um, Veltalia, um, Stockcraft, um, yeah, other other companies that have already come into Brazil and are are starting to gobble up projects. Uh, so. You know, this move by Total Energies is is potentially kind of reading the room, if you will, and, and seeing that there's a lot of money already pouring into Brazil and it's a growing market. They've already got more than 23 gigawatts of onshore wind. Uh, I forget particularly how much they have in in solar at this point, um, but they've they've got the second biggest offshore wind pipeline of projects now in the world, uh, second only to China. I think it's something like 190 three gigawatts proposed at this point so i mean it's it's a big it's a big market opportunity yeah and if you're going to come into country specifically if you're going to come into brazil and you want to be lockstep with one organization to develop anything offshore onshore it's petrobras so great move by total energies warren buffett's berkshire hathaway energy division has had a negative income tax rate for five straight years boy i wish i had that uh the division gets substantial tax credits for producing wind and other renewable power. It has received nearly $6 billion in tax benefits over the last three years alone. The credits are for wind power generation from Berkshire's regulated utilities and energy companies, similar to MidAmerican in Iowa. Uh, the negative tax rates range from minus 18% to minus 52% in recent years, thanks to the credits. Bill, there's a lot of money to be had in wind if you have a good tax attorney. About $3.8 billion worth of production tax credit revenue that they had already achieved up through the end of 2021. We're actually just analyzing how much money they got from 2022 because the uh, Energy Information Administration in the United States just released um, what's called the EIA 923, which is uh, plant level uh, production data from from all um, uh, across the, the entire um, electricity spectrum. Uh, so all power generators have to report um, their annual energy production uh, to the government, and that data has just come out. So we're able to dive in and and take a look. Uh, so you know, again, 3.8 billion in PTC revenue generated already. Um, presumably another three to four hundred million, probably um, just from last year alone. And keep in mind that the PTC credit is now $26 a megawatt hour, um, which may even be higher than, um, you know, some of the rates that they, some of the offtake rates that they have between their, uh, their generation company, their IPP company and their utility company, um, which those, those power purchase contract prices aren't always made public, but, you know, in the Midwest, a lot of times you get a pretty cheap, um, you know, you get a pretty cheap rate. So, this the contribution that they've had from the production tax credit is huge. It's also driven a substantial portion of the repowering that they've done um, because they want to be able to requalify projects that are at least 10 years old for um, this PTC. And they want to get a lot of that done this year because they'll be able to requalify for it again if they repower the same project sites again in another 10 years under the same PTC regime that's going to be in place until 2033. Uh, so they've they've been very clever, uh, second only to NextEra in terms of taking advantage of the production tax credit. 
Another thing for technicians and site level people to watch out for in the wind industry is you'll see a lot of Berkshire Hathaway Energy uh, acquisitions. They're buying in the last few years, buying up little groups groups of companies here and wind projects here and there. So a lot of people have probably seen their emails change or emails of their their suppliers change. Um, and I would watch for uh, Warren Buffett and team to keep uh, executing on these uh, projects. Mm -hmm.